Welcome to Getting Results. I'm Tom Tony, and I'm really glad that you've joined me on my podcast. I'm looking forward to spending a few minutes with you today as we talk about busting barriers. Over my years of coaching and leading in organizations of various types and sizes, I've come to recognize that sustainable, repeatable success comes down to these three factors. C-A-B, clarity, alignment, and busting through barriers. And that's the basis for my CAP system. Most of the time, when we think about accountability, we imagine a supervisor or boss asking us for a report, which we then carve out time to create and present. Whether that's in a meeting, through email, phone conversation, or whatever way it is, we see ourselves giving an account for what we've done at their request. We, we might even think about the weekly or monthly report slash updates that have to be given as a routine part of our responsibilities. Now, for the most part, accountability feels forced. That's because the structure of accountability typically tends to follow a sort of prove-it-to-me model. The supervisor says, I want that report. And so the employee scurries about creating the report, delivers the report, the supervisor shares their disappointment with the results, then wrecks the employee's schedule with new, more focused directives. And this happens again and again. Worse yet, the employee might present the weekly report and nothing happens. All of this misses the mark and purpose of accountability. Now, the goal of accountability is to create a system through which decision makers can be updated on progress and quality next step decisions can be made based on that data. Why then does accountability carry such a stigma with it? Well, according to Gallup research, an astounding 70% of U.S. employees are not showing up to work fully committed to deliver their best performance. And I believe this happens for two reasons. First, because accountability typically is forced and not fierce. You know, being accountable is likely not something I want to do, look forward to doing, but I have to do it. So I'm going to give an update and make it seem as positive as I possibly can. I'm also going to hope nobody asks hard questions because I don't really know the full answer most likely, but I'll make one up if I have to. Secondly, because accountability tends to feel a little bit like a witch hunt. You know, when we say, I'm going to hold you accountable, it's like saying, I'm looking for your failures. If I believe someone is looking for my failures, what am I naturally going to do? I'm going to try to hide all my failures. You know, I believe an understanding of basic human needs would go a long way in helping us build a culture of accountability. You know, studies have shown that of those who set New Year's resolutions, only 8% actually make progress or achieve those goals. Of those that do, there's a pattern that emerges. There are three basic things they do. Number one, they write their goals down. Number two, they share them with a friend. And number three, they check in regularly. The first in this expresses simple clarity. Being clear about expectations is the foundation of true accountability. The second hits at our need for partnership. When employees know their supervisors are out for their success and not trying to find fault, they're much more likely to engage in true accountability. This is a fact that's cited by the same research I shared a minute ago from Gallup, where we often recognize that our teams want to be accountable and forget that they also, and maybe even more so, want to be supported. It is in that kind of clear, supportive environment that we get to the third and most likely probably the most critical piece to success. And that is this, and I want to make sure I make this point very clearly. True accountability 
is not you checking in on me, but me checking in with you. True accountability means I don't, I don't have to be prompted for that report. I am freely and regularly checking in with my supervisor because this is the work for which I was hired. This happens when a team member knows that they will get the support they need from their leader when they share their progress. If I know that when I report on my progress, I'm going to receive praise for my successes and coaching for my failures, I'm much more likely to be fierce about providing clear and timely reporting. You know, if I fear my successes will be ignored and my failures will be emphasized, I'm likely going to doctor that report and delay that report until I am forced to provide it. So how does that play out? Well, I believe there are three key steps we have to be aware of here. Number one is ownership. As a leader, we have to recognize our team members as the owner of the accountability. As a team member, we have to recognize that we own our own accountability. So there's ownership involved here. I, as a leader, recognize my team member is the owner of that accountability. And as a team member, I recognize I own that accountability. Number two is inclusion. Inclusion. As a leader, we have to include the team member in the decision-making about how they will provide accountability. Allow them to help create the picture of routine accountability. You hired them to do the job. Let them also have say in what they believe it would be important to demonstrate and how often. Now, obviously, you have the final approval, but it belongs to them. Now, where it concerns inclusion as a team member, you have to take initiative in sharing what you believe would be important for your leader to know and how often. Think from their perspective, then work hard to provide that kind of feedback timely and routinely. Number three, make it matter. As a leader, you got to have the courage to recognize when something does or does not matter. You know, over the years, we've changed reporting data routinely. I don't want my team to spend any extra time gathering information or creating reports on data we don't plan to use. If it doesn't matter, then don't bother. The opposite is also true, though. If it does matter, make it count. Put it to use and show true value in the hard work your team has done to produce it. As a team member, work hard to provide quality information. Don't cut corners. Be clear. If you feel like something for which you're giving an account doesn't matter, respectfully challenge it. Not because you don't want to do it, but because you are passionate about providing information that makes a difference. Now, here's a final word to everyone that is accountable to someone else. Own it. Be a barrier buster. Rather than waiting to be asked, drive the conversation. Be prepared. Take it seriously. It'll do wonders for your own confidence, even if it's not truly appreciated by those to whom you're giving it. And potentially, it will have an impact on the confidence others have in you. You know, sometimes we face these types of situations and we just want to bounce. We're going to talk about that in our next episode. If you enjoy the Getting Results podcast, we would love for you to submit a review on iTunes and help us get the word out by sharing our podcast with your friends and colleagues. Also, stop by TomTony.com, that's T-O-M-T-O-N-E-Y.com and sign up for free to become a member. You'll get access to exclusive content like the Communication Cycle Tool, a great tool for evaluating the effectiveness of communication on your team and in your organization and other exclusive opportunities. So until next time, keep getting results.